Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Right before I started my own business, I worked in a truly toxic workplace. Despite the good pay, it was impossible to imagine myself working there for long, since complete, unquestioning obedience was cherished above all other employee qualities. Frankly, that didn't jive with my analytical, curious, growth-hungry nature. The whole office, except for the two partners, worked in a communal fishbowl-style setting, and we were required to be at our desks every day at 8 a.m. through 6 p.m., something that was only made explicit months after I'd started working there. But every morning, you never knew when the boss would stroll in with his dog. It might be 9 a.m. or 10 a.m., and he'd saunter leisurely in with a coffee in hand past a silent bullpen of overworked staff slouched over our desks, just trying to keep our heads above water. I was always startled by the silence in that office. You see, I had a wonderful experience at this firm before election day, after which time the wall that separated one side of the business that worked with PACs to the other, which worked directly with campaigns and candidates, was no longer legally required. And I was brought over to join my colleagues working directly for campaigns. Despite being just a hallway away, the culture shift was immense. I'd gone from having creative autonomy and the trust of my supervisor to be collaborative with our clients to being asked to fall into line in a role that stripped me of all substantive input. I felt like a cog in a machine, a digital paper pusher. When I made suggestions or contributions that our boss didn't like, he would dismiss my comments out of hand and say, Emily, you can make the rules when you're the boss. Funny enough, I took his words to heart when I quit just a few months later to embark on the rocky but rewarding journey of starting my own business, Bossed Up. For those of you who can relate to this experience, because I've been frankly hearing from a lot of you on social media lately, here are five telltale signs of a toxic workplace to watch out for from a post I wrote back in 2017 for my Forbes leadership column that seems relevant today as it was back then. So I want to bring this back to our consciousness as we consider how to identify and escape toxic workplaces. First, look out for narcissists on top. Beware of the boss who thinks they can do no wrong. Narcissism runs rampant in our workplaces because too often it's cloaked in the characteristics most associated with leadership. It's terrifying how many textbook narcissists can rise up into the highest positions of power in today's world. Sound familiar? (laughs) Narcissists tend to believe that the rules don't apply to them and see no issue in demanding near perfection from others despite not meeting those high standards themselves. They love being reaffirmed and told they're correct, but see disagreement as defection. You're either with them or you're against them. Number two, watch out for commiserating colleagues. 
When I first joined the other side of my office, I thought my colleagues were cold and standoffish. Their silence was alarming. Despite working side by side together all day, most of them listened to music with their earbuds in and seldom exchanged a word. Later, I realized there was a very active back channel of communication happening on Gchat. Many of the staff members were talking smack about the boss on Instant Messenger, a refuge from the realities of working in such a tense environment. Another exception to the silent workplace emerged after the partners left for the day. That's when colleagues would gather in cliques to gossip, complain, and commiserate about how many hours of work they had left before they could leave. This kind of atmosphere is clearly no fun for employees, and equally worse from the employer's perspective. At least one Harvard study found toxic behaviors like engaging in negative gossip ends up hurting the business's bottom line. Number three, look out for a lack of transparency. When you aren't clear on how your performance will be measured, you're already set up to fail. When I transitioned over to this new side of the office, my role underwent significant changes, but that entirely different job description was never fully laid out for me. Had it been, I wouldn't have taken it to begin with. Don't get me wrong, I was proactive about seeking out feedback and aligning my priorities with my bosses, but it felt like every time I'd arrived at a finish line, the goalpost had moved. When there's little transparency and communication about objectives up and down the hierarchy in an organization, it's almost impossible for a mutually respectful, trusting relationship to flourish. Another warning sign, an inconsistent rule book. A lack of basic fairness is a good way to fuel a mutiny at work. When person A gets scolded for the same behavior that gets person B promoted, it feels like there's no clear rubric for advancement, and it creates a sense of favoritism amongst employees. The rule about being present at our desks from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. was not applied across the board to all staff, and its intent, presumably to ensure client responsiveness, was never made clear to us, fostering resentment at its seemingly arbitrary nature. When the boss lays down rules like that and doesn't bother adhering to them him or herself, it's actually more about commanding obedience, exerting power, and maintaining a sense of control. And a final warning sign to look out for? The place is sick, literally. Truly toxic workplaces lead to employee burnout, fatigue, and downright illness. Are your colleagues often calling in sick, fighting colds at their desks? Those are warning signs to watch out for and can indicate a culture of chronic overwork. High levels of stress are demonstrably bad for your body, leading to digestive problems, immune deficiencies, and increased risk of heart attack or stroke. Over the long term, chronic stress can wreak havoc on your overall well-being, leading to serious illness. The best way to escape a toxic workplace? Ensure you're not entering into one to begin with. Do your due diligence to interview the company you're considering joining and watch out for these warning signs during the interview process. And if you are already in a toxic workplace, there are steps you can take now to take back your agency and ownership over your own life too. It begins with establishing healthy boundaries to protect your time and create space for you to pursue your own priorities, namely finding a better place to work. Next Thursday, I'll share part two to this discussion on toxic workplaces, how to recognize them and escape them when necessary. In the meantime, if you or someone you love feels like they're stuck in a toxic workplace, 
Make sure to share this podcast with them now so that they can subscribe and tune in next Thursday for even more support. As always, thanks for listening. Let's keep Boston in pursuit of our purpose and together we'll lift as we climb. Let's face it, speaking up at work can be really hard to do, especially for women and women of color. When the stakes are high and you've already worked so hard to just be the only woman in the room and you want to get everything right, you want to have all your facts and figures accurate before making your voice heard, it's just so much easier to stay silent instead. Researcher Deb Chahansky calls this loss of voice phenomenon. And It actually emerges in adolescent women at greater rates than men, and it sticks with us for the rest of our lives. Self-silencing behavior can actually become an unconscious habit unless we consciously engage in practicing our assertive communication skills. And we here at Bossed Up have set out to help women like you do just that. Speak Up, my live assertive communication course is back open for enrollment, and we're kicking off a new cohort launching this June. Over the course of eight life-changing weeks, you'll have access to interactive online curriculum and live weekly practice sessions where you, Irene and I, and a cohort of fellow Speak Up bosses who are owning their voice, overcoming the social messages that have taught us to keep silent, and really learning to strategically and assertively communicate when it matters most, we'll actually have the practice time to rewire our brains, create new neural pathways, and build better habits when it comes to speaking up with confidence and precision and assertively communicating in the workplace. Learn more and enroll today to secure your spot at bossedup.org speakup. That's bossedup.org speakup.